to bless you this morning. Lord, we give you the glory. We give you the honor. We give you the praise. Father, we thank you that you are the Alpha and the Omega. You're the beginning and the end. Father, you spoke and we came into existence. So, Father, we just honor you. We salute you. We praise you. We bless you. Nothing else can take the place of God first in our life. As your word says, choose for yourself whom we will serve. And, Lord, we've already made that decision that we will serve you all the days of our life. Even over our generations, we pray and we speak that every single generation after us will serve you, will bless you, will honor you. In the beautiful name of Jesus, somebody say amen. Somebody say hallelujah. High five your neighbor and have a seat. Welcome to the house of the Lord. The gate of heaven, uh, the Bible says, the gathering of the saints, the barracks, what else do we call the church? The their place, the, um, the place where God manifests him, his stuff into the earth. The word, word talks about it. It says, through the church, I will make manifest my wisdom. And so that's pretty cool. So the church, as the notice lady said, is the people. So you're sitting next to the church. Yeah. Why don't you do me a favor? Look at the person next to you and check out the church. How's the church going? Did the church uh, put on their best today? Yeah. Did the church, is the church happy this morning? Yeah. No arguments in the church? Yeah. No. It's easy to say that someone else is the church, but when you have to say that you are the church, that's actually putting it accurately. Someone say accurately. So how are you this morning, church? All right. Before we carry on. Yeah. Three years. I can't believe it. Actually, I can believe it. Um, three and a half years we've been in this building, um, and someone said it. Man, before, because, you know, for some of us that have come into the building here, you didn't know what it was like before. We used to wake up, go to church at 7 a.m., set up the sound gear, go home, have a shower, get washed, and then come back to church. And we used to do that in Hastings and Napier. Back then, we had two churches going. We had Hastings and the Napier, and then we birthed into four. Hastings, Napier, Central Hawks Bay, and Wairau, right? Is that right? Yeah, that was hard, eh? That was hard. Everyone thinks that angels and leprechauns riding unicorns lift the chairs and put them straight. Yeah, no, it doesn't. I haven't seen those yet. Um, my 20, it doesn't work like that. God uses people. He uses someone that looks like the person next to you to build the church and advance the kingdom. And so for three years, we have been here faithfully. And, you know, uh, can we just give the Lord a round of applause for being here? Yeah. Woo! I, I'm so looking forward to getting out of this place. <laughs> as much as I'm celebrating how far we've come, it's nothing compared to what's ahead. In fact, man, I've got so many painful memories in this place. Is this all right? Yeah, man. There was a whole lot of people in this church that were rebellious. They were full of themselves, full of flesh, led by flesh and demons, mixed with flesh and demons. And they're trying to tell me how to do the church. That's called your neighbor. This, oh, okay, no. Too hard. Go back to vice bubbles. I'm sorry, this is my excitement. I'm excited to leave this place. But yeah, all those, man, I bless those souls. Bless those brothers, the prodigal sons. But you know what? There's far more in God than all that stuff in the past. Your best is yet ahead of you. I haven't even got into the word, but I'm so excited for leaving this place. Um, honestly, getting out of here. Why? Because you deserve better. You and I deserve better. 
The reason why we have nice chairs is because your gluteus maximus would fall asleep on the hard chairs. Have you ever been to a church where they have hard chairs? I have. You end up going, what the, my leg is going numb. And so we have these nice soft chairs. But anyway, as you can tell, I'm very provocative this morning. Wake up early, praying for you guys, about 3.30, praying for the church, praying for your future, praying for your health, praying for your relationship, praying that your relationship will stay together, praying that your relationship will heal, praying for your marriage, praying for your future generation. So that's why I've got to wake up early because it's a big list. <laughs> no, 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 no. One second. Okay, ooh, very serious people in the church today. I look forward to seeing you rise, man. Some of you have done so well. Let's put our hands together for ourselves. You've done so well in God. And I just want to encourage you. There's heaps more for you to experience. There's far deeper parts of God that you have yet to experience. And this word today will help you experience and touch on some of that. That's awesome. The best life you ever could have is one with God. Nothing else compares. Nothing else compares to a life with Christ. Amen. I'll tell you, done drugs, done this, done that. It's not the same. This high makes you better. Your teeth get better. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, you try the other stuff, the teeth ain't the same anymore. The looks ain't the same. It, it starts to, you know, you look like you're dead walking. You're a zombie trying to wash the roof in the rain with a light thing on your head. You should know what I'm talking about. Like, that's, that's not Jesus. <laughs> that's, hey, and we might come from that and we're all joking and we're not laughing at it. We're just having a laugh like, yeah, yes, I was washing the roof in the rain. But you know, with God, there's far more, far bigger. Man, when I came into Christ 20 years ago, it's kept me up this whole time. I mean, you know, when you, you know what I mean? When you give your life to Christ, you do things you otherwise would think is impossible. Get your life together. Your life just straightens up. Your relationship just heals up. The drugs and alcohol drop. Boom. I'm drug and alcohol free 20 years. Boom. Didn't need to do no 12-week program, no 10-week, 15-week. Rub some stones together. Jump in the river. Didn't need to do all that. I was just receiving Christ in my life. Boom. Ignited a fire. And ever since then, love the church. Love God. Love my wife, love my family, love you guys, even though before I may not have. But in, I'm just, no, honestly, it was hard enough trying to love, you know what I mean? It's hard enough trying to love yourself, let alone everyone else, eh? But when you come into contact with Christ and you spend time with Him, something happens to you. It's, an, it's infectious. It, it affects your face. Turn to your neighbor and go, fix your face. Sorry, sorry. Have you seen that? Have you seen that TikTok with that kid? No. Have you seen that TikTok with that kid? Have you seen it? And the Samoan dad's going, Oi, oi, why are you angry? And the kid's like, And then the Samoan dad goes, Fix your face. Smile. And he's, and he's trying to cry. <laughs> and he's, he's crying and smiling. Oh, sorry. I thought it was funny. Fix your face. That's such a, uh, a Uso thing to say, eh? Fix your face. What the? And that's encouraging, you know. Woo. Hallelujah. Better pray for myself. Let's pray. Father, we pray again. Pray for the pastor. Pray, Lord, that not much of him comes through, but Father, use his personality, use all his gifts and abilities so that you can flow unadulterated so that we'll be fired up 
for the new season. In the beautiful name of Jesus, amen. Let's turn to our Bibles. Um, Job chapter 11, verse 7 to 9. Job, a job. Having a job's vital, brothers. Got to have a job. It's even in the Bible. Job. Okay. Let's go back to this. All right. Today's word is living from the inside out, spirit led life. Okay. Um, before I carry on. So many of us have come from a life of living from the outside in. The external things affect us. Um, I'm, I'm the way I am because how I was raised. And I'm not saying that's wrong. But we've lived a life um, from the outward in. Someone else has the nicer shoes, so that affects me to get the nice shoes. The next Air Jordans or whatever they are. And we live our life from the external in, outside in. But living from the inside out is actually the right way to live. And when you come into a relationship with Christ, your inside starts to come alive. But let's read the scripture and I'll go from there. Can you search out the deep things of God? Someone say deep things of God. Can you find out the limits of the Almighty? They are higher than heaven. What can you do deeper than Shoal? What can you know? Their measure is longer than the earth and broader than the sea. Someone say deep things. What is this talking about? Job is talking about deep things. Deep cause unto deep, church. Deep cause unto deep. Our God, our Heavenly Father, has no limits, has no boundaries. There's nothing He cannot do. There's no life He cannot turn around. There's no situation that cannot be overcome. There's no um, battle that He cannot win. Even death didn't even, has, that's right, Joe, has no boundary, has no limits on Him. Even death cannot contain Him. Sickness, infirmity cannot hold Him back, right? The water turns into concrete as no, as he walks on it. There's nothing our God cannot do. Someone turned to your neighbor and go, my God is mighty. Do you know that? When you give your heart to the Lord, okay, the Bible says we're all born into sin. That's this level here. We're all born into sin because of the fall of man. But when we give our life to Christ, we become this amazing thing called a believer. I believe in Jesus. I believe he died on the cross, and on the third day, he rose again. You become a person that believes in miracles. I believe in miracles. I believe in Jesus, but also understand that miracles are part of our, of our life. And so, you won't get that if you live from an outside-in type of world. You always think that uh, circumstances are going to rule your world. But when you move from the inside out, it doesn't matter what circumstances, it doesn't matter what your birth certificate says, what nationality you say, it doesn't matter where you're stacked in the whakapapa, whether you're third, fourth, or first, or last, or whatever, however that looks like, when you move from the inside out, you start to tap in some of the deep things of God. Someone say deep. Everyone knows that, eh? Pretty fundamental. But do you experience that? Do you really know that? There's a deeper level of knowing. Deep goes unto deep. We say this in the church, more is caught than what has been taught. So I could be teaching you about the deep things of God, but God could be having a great conversation with you and showing you deeper things. He could show you generations before. He could show you ancestors that you don't even know. He could share with you your future. 
he could tap into some things in the spirit that are so um, awesome, blow you away. You know what I mean? Jesus example this to her all the time. But let me carry back to this. Decals unto thee. Our God, our Heavenly Father, has no limits. My God is big, strong, and mighty. Amen. Let's go to 1 Corinthians. So inside out, living from inside out. Let me just keep talking about that. Inside out. When situations get tough, a lot of people, well, there's a few things you can do. But a lot of people, when you're living from an external in way, that tough situation is your boss. It's what it dictates to you, tells you what you should do. Um, but when you live from the inside out and you have a bit of determination, a bit of persistence or the overcoming spirit or anything like that, you start to now speak back to the situation and go, no, um, that's not the end. Can you imagine your friend next to you being Jesus said, brother, I'm going to die and then come back to life. Firstly, you go, hey, follow me, prayer. What are you talking about? Do you see what I mean? How far-fetched that is. But yet, the one we say we believe in did it, did it himself. Did it a few times. Rose people from the dead. And so we, our faith level and our belief level sometimes drops back to even our sin nature where we lack belief and we start to live from in external in. Someone say inside out. We have to rewire ourselves to live from the inside out. When you receive Christ, that's the beginning now. Because what happens is your spirit starts to come alive more and your God consciousness is like a prodding stick. Pokes you. Tells you. Shouldn't be doing that. Shouldn't be doing that. This is what you need to do. You know what I mean? It's not. No one else is doing it. The pastor's not doing it. The, your man up person's not doing it. Your legacy. It's God starting to now because your spirit's coming alive. So it's starting to pro prod and poke your spirit. It's starting to poke and prod your soul to get yourself right. To realign with God. When I had that, man, I, when I gave my heart to the Lord, I tell you, I was in shock for 48 hours. I didn't know what I had done. But I realized I had to change. And cold turkey, drugs and alcohol, <laughs> dropped. Got baptized literally a week later. Two weeks later, got married. Got my life right. Everything got, I was tithing and doing the things I was doing, not to impress man. I had no knowledge of this stuff. I, it was just an instinctive thing. So it's an inside out. Someone say inside out. If you can pull on that more than your natural thinking, you'll be more in line with God. This way. So you've got to get in here, sort it out. Amen. Because it's so easy for us to pervert it, to make wrong, right, right, wrong, upside down, right side up, left way, that way. Yeah, it is very easy. But when you come alive with the Spirit, things change. But let's, anyway, let me read the Scriptures and go from there. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 10. This is what it reads. Paul the Apostle, sent man of God. This is what he read, it reads. But to God, oh, but God has revealed them to us through His Spirit. Someone say Spirit. For the Spirit searches all things. Yes, the deep things of God. Hmm. Okay, so there's something in the spirit stuff. For what man knows the things of God except the spirit of man which is in him? You know how Job said, who can search God before? When you don't know Christ, or even as your, let me, let me reword that. 
when you're just come in as a sinner, right, becoming a believer, after that is, ooh, testing the church, servant, disciple, son of God. There are different ranks in your growth, just like there's different ages. You're one, you're five, you're, you know, it's the same thing. But when you come in as a sinner to a believer, and even Christians in the world, they have this belief that you're just a sinner. You're just a sinner. You're nothing but dirt. You ever heard that? They put themselves real low. They think that that's godly. That's just where you start. That's not where you let, Let's carry on. I'll read this. Let's read this. For what man knows the things of a man except the spirit of the man which is in him? Even so, no one knows the things of God except the spirit of God. Now we, turn to a neighbor and go, you and me, yes, we, have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God, that we might know the things that have been freely given to us by God. These things we also speak, not in words which man's wisdom teaches, but which the Holy Spirit teaches, comparing spiritual things with spiritual. But the natural man does not receive the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness to him, nor can he know them, because they are spiritually discerned. But he who is spiritual judges all things. Wow. So when people say, you shouldn't judge. Oh, what? He says, I should judge all things. There's a correction there. Anyway, let's go on. Yet he himself is rightly judged by no one. For who has known the mind of the Lord that he may instruct him? But we have the mind of Christ. Someone say amen. The spirit knows all things. Your inside man knows all things. Far above any degree, any master's degree, any doctorate, any whatever. I just said it, the same thing. Any education that man can stack up doesn't compare to what God has already put in you and gives you access to. Someone say amen. Right there. That's the cheat codes, whanau. Your spirit knows all things. So let's backtrack what was going on in there. What, what was that, Pastor? That's talking about you and I. That in our inside world, we can know everything. So... I'll, I'll read it again. I've got to slow down sometimes. Even so, no one knows the things of God except the Spirit of God. When someone says you can't know God, yeah, they're right. But then they're also wrong. Because you can know God. You, can, you, have, you and I have a relationship with God. Now, that doesn't mean you get it straight away. You've got to do some mahi. You've got to wake up early. You've got to pray. You might have to do a bit of fasting. You have to keep serving in the church. You've got to stay under authority tithe, offer, first fruit, all those things that God says those who believe do, you do them. That's up to you. I'm not going to tell you what to do. It's, it's, it's your thing. But when you do that, you start to get access to revelation. You get access to revelation that only God can give you, no man can give you. When you're driving along, no man will tell you where to go to dodge, you know, to go this, this. you know what I mean? Uh, let me articulate that better. <laughs> Nothing would have ever told me that we would be here today, three years ago, seven years ago now, if I just came to Hawke's Bay. In fact, my flesh was saying, don't come here. Don't come to Hastings. I was pretty set up in Gold Coast, in the church, right hand side to my pastor, 
um, life was good, business was good, family was safe. No weirdos in my family bubble. Drug and alcohol free. All of my friends were businessmen, homeowners. There was no one that lacked. Coming back to Hastings, I knew. Oh, Lord, Jesus, Father. My children are going to get exposed to some weirdos. And you call them the church. <laughs> Is my children safe? Am I safe? <laughs> Where are my friends at, you know? Is this all right? My natural mind was thinking that. But my, no way did I really know that would I ever have known that I'd be doing this here today. That I'd be a pastor, that I'd be leading the church, uh, helping encourage many others. In fact, I wouldn't even have had a relationship with many of you in here and those that have come and gone. What, what's, that, what's that got to do with anything? But Spirit knows that. So when the Holy Spirit, God himself, put it on our hearts, I want you to come home, he knew exactly what he was up to. I knew nothing. But when I obeyed, I start, the whole plan started to be revealed. The more you obey the unctions of the Spirit, the more it gets revealed to you. It's walking on the water. You don't know the first step. Sometimes you don't know. But it's by faith. Everyone say by faith. It's by faith you know. By faith is sometimes the only thing you need to know. I don't know if this job's going to work out. By faith. I don't know if this relationship's going to work out. By faith. I don't know if I should get married. By faith. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. By faith. By faith. By faith. I don't know if I should listen to the pastor. Definitely by faith. I don't know if I should, you know. Someone say by faith. And so you've got to step out. And then things start to manifest. But let's come back to this. Someone say inside out. We have to now quickly rewire how we've been raised to move from our inside out. Everything that says no on the inside, my flesh, because there's a big battle going on. I did a demonstration here the other week. There's a big battle going on between your flesh, soul, and your spirit man. And you have to accurately know which one's which. That's why the Word of God knows which one's which. It correctly and accurately divides it, soul and spirit, so you know what's your flesh and what's God. God only speaks to your spirit. He doesn't speak to your mind. Your spirit speaks to your mind. God speaks to your spirit, spirit to spirit. Spir remember, spiritual things? I'll read it. These things which we also speak not in words, which man's wisdom teaches, that's what we've been talking about, but which the Holy Spirit teaches comparing spiritual things to spiritual things. Okay. But the natural man does, does not receive the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness to him. Some people think you're so foolish since you've been in the church. They think you're foolish that you tithe, that you stay planted. Heck, here's another one, that you're under authority, that you're submitted. They think it's foolishness because they can't understand spiritual principles. The revelation is not for the carnal man. It's not for your flesh man. It's not for the natural man. The natural man will never, ever take revelation. He never takes spiritual things. He can't understand it. He'll try to come at it from some kind of concocted version in his head try and grasp, grab God, they call that divination, witchcraft and sorcery. You only have one way to God. That's through Christ and the Spirit. You don't have any other way through stones and whatever. Let me carry on. Someone say the natural man. So the things you're listening to even now, right now, you can catch more in the Spirit than what I'm saying. 
And so that's why the church has such a significant point in our lives, my life, your life, the community of the church, the ecclesia, those who are called out of darkness, filled with light. That's why we come to the church on Sunday together in corporate faith, where everyone has all their faith together, but when you come together, sorry, individually, but when you come together, it's supercharged. That's a different atmosphere than when you're just by yourself. There's more faith here together than there is, well, I'm not saying you have less faith, it's just more potent. Most of us have come this morning ready to hear, ready to receive, we've give, we've paid some sacrifice, we've paid the price, we've paid the price tag to ride the ride of a kingdom life, right? And so when I come here, I'm tuned into the spirit more, I'm tuned in more, I'm, I'm more aware of the atmosphere. And then you start to make that your normal part of your Monday to Saturday. When you go out, you start living spiritually. You start living from the inside out. Not religious. Don't, don't get it twisted. Not weird, religious. Where all your second words is hallelujah, amen, Jesus. Brother, how's your day today? Hallelujah, amen, Lord Jesus. Father, Lord Jesus, brother. Too pious, Father, Lord Jesus, brother. Hallelujah, my brother. You know what I mean? If you want to do that, that's you. But no one talks like that in New Zealand. Bro, this, the words that I know don't sound like that. You know what? No? Okay. Someone say inside out. And so we've got to now continue to rewire. And so everything that's going on in our life, you can tap into. What's going on? What's going on in your life? What's happening around you? You can now tap into the answers and get accuracy and get even the plans to, you know what I mean? The plans up ahead of you. You can begin to understand what's going to happen in your tomorrow today. Oh, that's exciting. Reminds me of this movie I watched yesterday, The Flash. But he blew it. The Flash blew it. Anyway, that's what I watched, eh? The Flash. Just kidding. He went back into the past, into the future, and just blew the whole thing. But don't be The Flash. What's the point of this? You now, through spiritual intuition and discernment, have an edge everywhere you go. You can go into workplace and you can discern the atmosphere and already know, oh, something's going to go wrong today. You can just feel it. What's wrong with my brother? But you don't use it to judge people. You now go, okay, obviously the Holy Spirit's shown you this. What are you going to do? You're now responsible. What are you going to do? Someone's, the Holy Spirit's shown you, maybe your brother's struggling. What are you going to do? You're going to judge them? Or you're going to help them? You're going to bless them? You're going to encourage them, or you're going to ruin them, or, you know. And so we have an edge when we live from the inside out. Amen. Yeah. That's interesting, eh? There are parts of God that a natural man is locked out from. I don't want to be a natural man. I have a great relationship with Jesus. Why would I want to live the old life? Nothing going on. Can't discern. Can't pick up things. Can't hear and see properly. Can't see my generation. You know what I mean? Can't even, some people can't even see past paycheck. But when you're in a, in a spiritualized life, you can see past your paycheck. Heck, you can see a couple of generations down if you want. You know? And then you start to move in the blessing, the power of the blessing. That's another thing altogether. The blessing moving on your life. It kicks the curse in the teeth. It's the only thing that pushes the curse out, that tie. And so the blessing now 
what are we doing? Boom. We're kicking it down our generation. Into my children. They're getting the blessing. Into my great-grandchildren. They aren't even born. They're going to get the blessing. They're going to be born into this blessing. They're going to be born into a spiritual life where it's part of their normal. You know what I mean? Not the thing we all had growing up. Drugs and alcohol is normal. All of that stuff. Flip, that's the curse. Flip that, the blessing. Well, actually, let's put some time on the curse, Lord. Relationship breakdown. Mum and dad getting together apart, getting together apart. Mum and dad having another mum and dad come back together. Do you know what I'm talking about? That's called the curse. When you live naturally and in the carnality, that curse becomes your life. Wisdom says, be blessed. But what do most people do? They choose the curse. A high proportion of our population choose the curse over the blessing. They chase the curse. In fact, they rub themselves all over their body in the curse. <laughs> what are these fellas? They're going like this. Oh. I don't want to have the curse rubbed over my body. No. <laughs> Someone say blessed. You don't realize it, but you're blessed. You carry the blessing. So everywhere you go, the blessing flows of you. And so what we've got to do now is just, yeah, just stay on, stay on, stay sharp. You don't have to be perfect. It's not about perfection. Remove that, that stumbling block. Remove the fact that you've only been here a month. Remove that block. Remove the fact that you're not born into the, the pastor's family or this and that. Remove that block. I wasn't born in. Remove that block. Don't stack up excuses to not have it. You need to use those things as excuses to grab it. Be the curse breaker. Boom. I am the curse breaker. Boom. Uh, you and I, a lot of us here, we are the breakthrough generation. We are broken through for the, my children. Man. I don't, I'm not envy of them. I'm so happy for them. They have a life that I dreamed, for, dreamed of. When I was young, I dreamed of a life they have. And so I see them walking and I go, man, that's awesome. High fives to myself. Thank you, Lord. Well done, Michael. You did your job. There's still some more mahi to do, though. Yes, there is. So I'm going to dig my teeth into this thing. I'm going to put my whole blood, sweat, and tears and focus in the church, in the kingdom, in God's thing. That's the only thing that takes place of God in my life. Not even myself takes place of God in my life. Do you know what I mean? So everything goes in there. So I can keep kicking it down the generations. Better than the other kick. The other generation's got eh? no. Anyway, someone say amen. What is that for? I just want to say that to encourage you, church. Some of you here are the first generation, man. Yeah, it's going to be hard. Yes, sometimes it doesn't feel like you're blessed. Amen. Amen. The days you don't feel like you're blessed, that's when you walk around and go, I am blessed. I can feel it. But you just said you can't feel it. I'm discerning it. You don't have to discern it. You don't have to feel it to discern it. I can discern I'm blessed. How do you know? I paid my tithe. So. <laughs> you know what I mean? If you know what you're doing with you and God, you don't need to approve anything. I'm blessed. I love the Lord. I go hard for the church, hard for the kingdom. God can trust me. God can trust you. Once upon a time, he couldn't. But now he can. Turn to your neighbor and go, now he can. God can trust you, brother. And just lift your eyebrow, have a, have a double check. 
Can he? No. Anyway, inside out. It's a different life, church, living from the inside out. It doesn't, it doesn't equate when you, I'll say another way. Um, there's two sports, okay? There's rugby and league. They're similar, but they're totally different. Different rules. That's the same with the carnal man or spirit man. You're the same person, but different set of rules apply to you. When you're in the spirit, I just read it. I read, the, read one thing here that will help anyone who's religious. Let's read it. Um, but he who is spiritual judges all things. They always told me, thou shalt not judge. But yet, they're saying here, judge all things. I'm getting that twisted. Do you understand? When you're not spiritual and you're carnal or it's mixed and confused, you'll get confusion. Confusion is of the enemy. Moses was giving the fundamental teaching. Apostle Paul was taking it to another level of revelation. Okay. So you can read this whole thing the way Moses did it. Nothing wrong with it. But there's just another level when you take it into revelation. I love it here. I can judge all things. Yes, I will judge you, son. I will judge who your friends are. Oh, that sounds like a judging parent. Sounds like a spiritual one to me. But he who is spiritual, judge. Now, that doesn't mean go to your neighbors, I'm judging you. I'm going to judge you today. That's not, you know what I mean? Thanks, some people don't know what I mean, but anyway. Yet he himself is rightly judged by no one. Anyway, inside out, what is this? You got it yet? We got it? You and I are privileged. Turn to your neighbor and go, we're privileged. For who has known the mind of the Lord that he may instruct him? But you and I, turn to your neighbor and go, you and me. We have the mind of Christ. So it's okay if you did heaps of drugs and stuffed up your brains. Now you have the mind of Christ. Someone say amen. It's, what does that mean? You can know so many things, church. And so I just want to encourage you and remind you of the, some of the stuff that you already know, inside out. Live more from inside out. Live more from the inside out, from my spirit man. Live more from there. You live more from there. Life's very different. Every shift is very different. Every move in God is very different. You start to pick up on things. All the little things that you thought weren't important are important. All the things that you thought were important are not important. It reprioritizes your life. Matthew 6.33, seek first the kingdom. It talks about priorities. And so there's priorities now in your life. Someone say spirit led. So my encouragement to you, church, and, and to myself too, is to start to ramp that up a notch. Let's just give the Lord a round of applause for that. Amen. All right. So yes, we're moving buildings. In the spirit, what does that mean? Well, you should be tapping into now. What does that mean? You should be tapping into. You should be telling me what it means. What does it mean? We're moving now. We're shifting. Oh, we're just shifting. No, it's a big thing for the church to move. It was very big for us in Auckland to go from all right to Drusus. Big thing to go from before that to a right place. Every shift and every move in God's a big, powerful move. God said to Joshua, Moses and them, right? They were on the cusp of the promised land. God said to Joshua, 
be bold, courageous. In three days, you'll cross over. Go through the army. Go through all the church. Tell them to prepare themselves. That's what it says. Why would they need to do that? Why, why would they have needed to do that? Because the old mindset, the old baggages, the old ways are still attached to the mind. Your battle, your and I, our battle every day is a battle of beliefs. It's a battle here. Firstly, do you believe big enough? You've got to just believe big enough. Sometimes that feels like a squat or bench press or shoulder press. You're just trying to hold your belief up just enough to believe for yourself. But if you're going to break through for your family, you've got to believe bigger than that. You've got to push up. You've got to put some more weight on and go, no, no, I'm believing for five generations down. And then you'll just feel this, oh, oh, yeah, no, no, put on some more weight. I'm going to take up all the bloodline demon curses. Oh, so it's going to be heavy. But you'll just push them up. And so we're in a battle of beliefs. And so shifting from here to the next church, some beliefs are going to have to drop. I'm encouraged. Even how I walk and speak and talk as a pastor and this and that, because coming into this building, I wasn't a pastor. Going out, I am. Things have to change. How I do my function, how I do what I'm responsible to do with you, and vice versa for yourself, your function, what God's called you to do. Everything like that now has to come up. Or will Moses have to kill off that whole generation that just couldn't believe and didn't make it over? Died with Moses. There was a ninja sword with sound effects. Transform one. That's terrible. Someone say amen. So I'm using this even for me. I know. Okay, Lord, when you go into this building, things are going to change. My level of honor goes up. My level of loyalty goes up. My level of serving. I've, I've served great in the last 20 years, but nothing's compared to the days up ahead of me. I've got more fire, more faith, more wisdom, more body weight. No, <laughs> more. I've got more now. <laughs> abs, abs, abs are heavier. Yeah. I've got more now that I can give for God and the kingdom and the church. So, yeah, I had some good days back then. I'm looking forward to these ones up ahead. I'm looking forward to seeing myself, my new version, in the new building. The new church in the new building. I'm looking forward to seeing the levels of honor go up. The atmosphere change. Whole bunch of miracles outbreaking. An outbreak of miracles. Great exploits of God. I'm looking forward to seeing some of the key men in the church here. And those that aren't even in the church rise up and raise the banner. I'm looking forward to seeing women stand up and be beacons of hope in the region. I can see it all if I tap in my spirit. So it's great seeing that. But what about you? Are you just going to be the same? Come to church sometimes. Some... Can I say something offensive? I can. Just stay in this building. <laughs> Join the church that comes here. You're not good enough for the future generations. I'm sorry. You're not going to cut it. Not going to cut it. You ain't going to save your future generations. You're struggling to save yourself. Just give up. <laughs> That's probably not the right word, eh? Pastor said give up. I hope that provokes you. My prayer this morning was, Lord, I'm going to provoke the church. That's me. That's fun too. Provoke myself. What am I going to do? Oh, yes. Harley Breakout. Oh, sorry. 2018. 2018, stage four, supercharged. What am I going to do? You know what I mean? 
Use the scripture. Otherwise, you're going to just wait and wait and wait. And we'll all keep saying the same scriptures. All creation's waiting for the revealing. Oh, we've changed from one building to another. We're still waiting. You know what I mean? Never mind your excuses. Cut, leave them in this building. Leave all that baggage here. You got problems? Leave it here. Deal to them, but leave them here. And when you come into the new church, just be solution. <laughs> That's it. Should we, can we shake everyone's hand? That's a great deal. Just, I want to, no. Can you imagine that? We all have this mindset that, nah, the old me's gone. I'm a new creation. I'm going in this building. I'm new. I'm on fire for God. On fire for the kingdom. Watch out. Chain me up. Chain me up and put 20 guys against me. That's still not even for them. You know what I mean? Just, no? Okay. Fire up. Serve better. Practice my guitaring. I don't know. You know what I mean? That's what I'm looking at. So I want to encourage you, church, as we transition over, what's going to change? What's going to change? Will you change? Will you be the same? You, you, you like being where you are? Maybe I should say it this way, Lord. Do you like being where you are? Do you know that there's more? There's just around the corner, like down St. Auburn Street, there's more. There's more for you up ahead than there is here. Your best days are yet ahead of you. I don't know why people live their glory day. It's over. Far out. Gold follows the glory. All right? It's over. The best is yet ahead. My better speaking day, your better speaking days, your better leadership times, your better times of ministry are yet ahead. Your better times of the brotherhood are yet ahead. The better times for this church are still ahead of us. And so I'm really excited, church. When we make this shift, there's going to be some big things in the spirit that's going to move. Those who are spiritual and those who have done the homework in the process of moving will catch it. Those who don't, you'll be left in the old church. We're in a new era now. But some people still live in the old era. They have the same old friends. I want new friends. I want to be friends with some of the influential people in our region. That's growing. Why? Because if they hang out with me, they hang out with Christ, they hang out with our culture so we can affect change. You know what I mean? I hang out with anyone. If you know me, I hang out with anyone. doesn't matter. But your circle should change. You should level up now. Know the song? Level up. Sun says to be. Yeah, we don't just sing it. It's like we've got to live those words. The songs you sing, live them. Stop singing, start. Yeah, okay. Stop singing, start swinging. Start knocking it out. Boom. What generational curse is still plaguing you? Still hanging on? It's like dirty clothes. They just won't come off. Okay, not dirty, dirty clothes come off. I've got a child, eh? When he was little, I think I've said this heaps. He, likes this, he liked the same socks. And no matter, no matter, we would take them off, wake up in the morning, and they would be on his feet. Big holes, big like that, big holes. Uh, it was just like a bit of material around his ankle. He loved those things. I don't know why, but what's the point of that? Don't be like that. <laughs> Change your socks and undies, brothers. <laughs> Go into, you know what? Prophesy in the new church, you will have fresh underwear and fresh socks. And for some people, they, that's funny, but some of us are laughing because it's true. Some of those old habits, let them die here. Let them die here. 
I'm challenging you. What are you going to be like in the new church? What's your attendance going to be like? What's your commitment? Here, I'll remind you of something. Your covenant. Do you remember your covenant? You want to know what a covenant is? It's for life. A covenant is marriage. David, Jonathan, cut a covenant. David and his men cut a covenant. They said, as long as your soul lives and the Lord lives, we will never leave you. So many brothers have said that covenant should have stayed in poverty, should have stayed in dysfunction because now God's holding them account. But I'm not trying to be negative. I'm trying to encourage. What are you going to be like in the new place? Hey, challenge yourself. Dress different. You know what? I'm going to wear suits all the time. Amen. Mean, brother. Means I'm going to try a new trend. Amen. Try it. I'm going to jump on the worship team. Amen. I'm going to jump. Whatever, man. Have a go. Go for it. Time to stop just leaving those things as dreams and start now acting on them. You know what? I want to do the notices. Amen. Get yourself in a position where you can. I want to go for it. You know what I mean? Or are you still going to just wait? Wait and wait and wait. Fruit speaks. What has your fruit been like in this building? Test it. Will it be better in the next one? That's just an encouragement. Amen. Hallelujah. The deep things of God. Why is, man, pastor staying on this because we're about to make a big move as a church. And so we first, we must move internally. Now, we must move internally. We carry the keys to freedom, the church. You know, you've seen, oh, let me come back. If you look across our region, there's not many churches that are impacting our community. Okay? They might look like they are, but the stats say we're not. Brothers are still getting incarcerated. Whanau are still ripping off the benefit and in it. Whanau are still addicted to drugs and alcohol and living in crime. Um, some are forced to, just because of cost of living. Where's the church? Where is the church? Maybe I'll say it this way. Where are you, fellas? You who say, Christ in you, the hope of glory. Where are you? Where, what are you doing? Are you doing anything? Or are you praying? Well, nothing wrong with praying. What are you doing as a church? That's where you've got a position. You are the church. You represent Christ. And I get it. You're still trying to come up. You're always going to still try and come up. I'm still trying to come up. There'll never be a day where I'll never stop trying to come up. It's called rising. Well, what do we do? Two tangata. Keep rising. And so for us as the church, what are you going to do? And the building over there, just around the corner, I know it's only a small shift. You know, the Israelites, the promised land that God had promised for them was only a four-day trip. But because that generation, God couldn't find faithful men or women that would believe, 40 years they had to just walk in a circle. 40 years going around and around, long enough so they would be dead because God wanted to kill them all. Well, I can't be with you guys after wait. Only Joshua and Caleb were the, that generation. They were the only ones that made it, plus the new breed. So I say it to us, who are the breakthrough generation. Have you broken through yet? Have you broken through strong enough yet for your family? I've done some good stuff for my family, but I'm taking up another level. 
I'm going for my cousins in this new building. I'm going for my wife's family. I've got some, I've put some hits on people. Put some hits on people. Big fat targets. Right on the forehead. Boom. You're going to get saved. You start to move from internal, start to pray. You're going to come to the Lord. You and all 70 of you, the generation. You know what I mean? Take it up. Someone say take it up. We've got to go up. We don't have all this as spiritual advantage just so that all of us are spiritual fat pigs. It's to be used. It's to be un- We don't get the revelation because we want to feel happy about ourselves. By all means, feel happy about yourself. But it's better to give than it is to receive. Blessed. We are blessed to be a blessing. Be a blessing. Amen. So I'm excited, church, for this new building. We won't have the same pastor. We have someone different. So don't get offended. Just say that now. Because when I go over there, it's time to do the kingdom hard. Time to build the church stronger, bigger, better, and brighter. Time to lock in. For me, I'm going to lock in harder, stronger, uh, more prayer, more discipline, more action, not just spiritual stuff, more man up stuff, more legacy, more, you know what I mean? Everyone who shared, did you, let's put our hands together for those that shared this morning. Did you hear what they were saying? They're looking forward to getting involved in the ministries. Man, I'm the same. Oh, yeah. I'm gonna, we're going to have a better, better gym, a better cafe, better, better, better. You know, as you all know, too, man, it's already like chock-a-block, that church, hey? We haven't even got on it. We're already starting in an abundance. We're already starting. We're not even at zero. When we came into this building, we're at negative zero. We're going that one. We're still negative. It's only like negative 10. So it's not far. And I say negative only because we've got to do some renovation. We're starting an increase. That one, that building over there has got so much resource right now. We're gonna, our first event's going to be massive. We're going to be blessing so many people. Already, what you and I have been praying, believing, and prophesying about our new building is going to come to pass. The church in that building are already going to bless people in their first event. You know what I mean? And not just 200 free hangings. We'll do that. But now we can give, what can we give? Appliances. What else? Everything in the house we can give in the new one. That's a better church, eh? Yeah. But... I just want to encourage you. Think about it. What are you going to kill off today? In the next, how many weeks we've got here? Still got two weeks left here. Oh, next Sunday we'll be over there, but we're still in this building this week. So this week we've got a bit of a focus where we're setting that one up for church temporarily, but the other focus is where we leave this building 10 times better than we received it. That's a kingdom trait. Leave things better than you got it. That's called being faithful with the little. You're honoring God by doing that. And so, it's exciting times, eh? I'm excited. I'm looking forward to seeing that thing packed. We already talked about, someone's already found 300 chairs, cinema chairs that we're looking at trying to buy. Dude, see, fellas already get your own chair. Now, how much of us in here? So, how much is it? What's it? Who does the counting? No one. So, someone can, can someone count in the new church? Just, let's just say, how many in here? 50? I don't know. No one knows. Anyone know? 40, 50. Okay, so 300. That's three people each. No, three. How much is that? My mass as well. Six people each. Oh, thanks, son. So you and your six friends, boom. Church is full. We've got to now start not thinking about ourselves, start saving souls. 
adding them to the church, getting them baptized. Start the evangelism machine. Start the massive recruitment. You right? Yeah. We've all been commissioned for this. Go into the earth. Make disciples of all the nations. Baptizing them in the name of the... That should be your goal. Lord, in that church, I'm going to baptize 100 people. That should be your own personal... How many are you going to baptize in the new church? Put it out there. You know, it's all right to do that. Amen? Don't let your external chop you down. Straight away, your flesh is going, oh, I don't even know how to baptize. That's flesh. Spirit says I can do all things. All right? Okay. Amen? Inside out. Bit of a different different angle. Spirit led. All right. I think that's it. That is it. Exciting times, church. Oh, yes. Someone say inside out. So keep that in mind when you're going in your life. Moving buildings. What's going on in spirit? Politically, what's going on spiritually? Economically, what's going on in the spirit? In your family, the state of the nation. You should be able to pull that out and know what's going on. All right, church. Happy? Yeah. I think I've done my job. All done. You going to be the same in the new building? Or? Yeah. Heck, you can make a decision to say, I'm going to be the most passionate person on Sundays. And every time I talk, you just yell out, Amen. Man, I've got an auntie. I've got an auntie in Auckland. She will smoke all of you. Hey, babe. Auntie Lynn. She's the man. All you hear is, hallelujah, yes. And you don't even know what the apostle says. Like, yeah, amen. No, she's just grabbing it. Are you going to grab it? Or just leave it on the table like that? Up to you. I just want to provoke you, church. Hallelujah. When we go over, it's going to be different. It ain't going to be the same. Let's stand to our feet. Let's give the Lord a round of applause. All right. Are you ready, church? Are you ready? I was talking to one of the brothers, and he was reminding me of when we used to set up the chairs in Rotorua. Oh, not Rotorua. What do I mention Rotorua for? Rodeka. Because it sounds like Rodeka. And he said, oh, Pastor, remember he used to make us, we used to set up eight chairs. It was Jason and Mark. I was thinking of Jason. He used to set up eight chairs. And then I'd come over and go, set up more than eight. And Jason was saying, we just couldn't see past eight people in the church. But have a look around today. Hey, there's still more to come. What's the point of that? Don't let what you see limit you. Because there's far more than this. There's thousands waiting. If you believe like I believe, you understand very shortly in the next, I don't know how many long years, but not very long from now. This church will be the biggest church in all Spain. That'll be the most influential politically, socially, economically, that's financially, in crime, prevention in the prisons, in the education system. This church here, I'm telling you prophetically that this church here... 
we will be the reason why Hawke's Bay has to have a different minimum wage to the rest of New Zealand. Oh, if you grab that, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, I'm telling you. Very soon. And the people that are going to lead that are some of you in this room. Let's prophesy. Father, we just thank you, Lord, for who you are. Father, we prophesy and we see in the spirit the end from the beginning. Father, we thank you that spirit is outside of time, has no boundaries, has no limits. But Father, we come into agreement. Father, again, we see that the church, the most powerful vehicle for kingdom expression, which is the church, we pray and prophesy and believe and know, Lord, that Destiny Church, Iwitapu Hawke's Bay, will be the biggest influential church in our region of Hawke's Bay and in New Zealand and in the world for Jesus Christ. Father, we thank you for a new generation that are coming through. Father, we thank you for the, um, the breakthrough generation, but we look forward to the new breed and the pure breed generations that are coming through. Father, we thank you that we serve a generational God. Father, we prophesy and pray that there'll be household revolutionary salvations, that there'll be whole streets and families coming to the Lord through these men and women in this room. Gangs will change over. Brothers will connect and interchange with the church here for hope, for freedom. Father, we prophesy over the new church building that will be overflowing with brothers and sisters. Father, we prophesy thousands upon thousands will descend and ascend on that building. We prophesy and pray, Lord, that they'll have a wonderful experience of the Holy Spirit. Father, we pray and prophesy that church will be redefined by what we do, Father. That church as we know it will not be the case that many other churches will model themselves of what we do in the new building. Father, we prophesy and we pray, Lord. Hallelujah. There are many wonderful healing ministries will break out of this church. Healing of cancer, uh, pulling paraplegics out of their wheelchairs, all those unethical, um, not unethical, all those unorthodox, unorthodox healing miraculous things will happen. Father, we pray and prophesy that champions will come out of the church. Father, we thank you for the champions in it now already. Father, we pray that our sports ministry will start to explode, Father. We just pray that in the name of Jesus, that men and women, this generation and the next, some of you are going to be uh, sports superstars. God's going to use some of you as sports superstars, as a beacon of hope to this generation. Father, we pray for them right now in the name of Jesus. And many of you in here are going to do well in business. Awesome. Someone say amen. Someone say hallelujah. See what you're talking about. Beautiful.